Hey, everybody, you're listening to Beyond 1894. This is the official podcast of Louisiana Tech University. Uh, something of an annual tradition uh, now at this point, I guess it's safe to say, because Madison Kaufman is here with us from the Alumni Association. She's the director of alumni engagement. Um, but we're here to talk about homecoming week, which uh, if you're listening to this, this episode is coming out about a week before homecoming week. It's just a few days away. So, Madison, thank you for being here today. Yeah, Gavin, thanks for having me. So we're kind of just going to roll through the events of homecoming week. It's a full week. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the events in more detail. Uh, it's going to cap off with Louisiana Tech football taking on Sam Houston State. That game's at two o'clock in the afternoon. And that's on Saturday, November the 11th. But let's get started uh, with some of the events that are going to take place on Monday. Um, we're looking at the schedule right now. You've got the homecoming blood drive. Um, SGA is going to have a cook-off that's going to be co-sponsored with BSU, the Black Student Union. That's in Centennial Plaza on campus. There's a homecoming softball tournament. Um, it's it's a good point to mention that football is kind of the, the capping event of homecoming week, right? But you've got uh, the other sports are going to be in competition during Absolutely. homecoming week. Um, on Thursday, women's basketball, and that's going to be kind of early in the season for them because the season's just now getting started oh, up. Oh, yeah. Um, women's basketball is going to be taking on Louisiana Christian, and that's that's an early game, their annual, I think, Education Day game. Loudest game of the season, it's so hands loud. down, every single time. It's so loud. The seats are just full of local students, young students who are like, and like a field trip. When you're you're just hurt a little bit age, when you leave. <laughs> yeah, at that age, a field trip is is uh, like an excuse to get out of school during Absolutely. the day, and then you just get the, when the field trip is go to a basketball game and cheer on the team. And there's popcorn involved. They like who doesn't so want that? <laughs> they get so loud. It's crazy. It's a fun environment. That's going to be Thursday, November 9th. and that is during homecoming week. And that game's at eleven thirty in the Thomas Assembly Center. Um, there's going to be a food drive going on for the campus food pantry. That's called the Good Nutrition Mission Food Pantry, which is um, a pretty unique and important thing that happens on campus because food insecurity kind of goes by the wayside for a lot of people and it's not something that a lot of people talk about yeah one of the things i really love about that too is that it's open to the community so Mm -hmm. that's one thing about homecoming week that's really great it just connects campus to community whether you're an alum or not and that's really what we want to emphasize this year is Mm -hmm. just we want the community to be a part of it but with that it's really a unique opportunity for students to use their declining balance to even be able to give to other students and that's one of my favorite parts about that event yeah and it's Again, something that supports the students and that the community can pay into or sort of contribute to that supports the students here at Tech that kind of need it. So um, that's an important thing to keep in mind. There's an agricultural sciences and forestry homecoming event that's going to be at Reese Hall. Uh, This is a good time to mention, too, that if you were a student here, if you're an alum of the university and you're thinking about coming back for homecoming week, hopefully you are, that it's a good thought to maybe look back at the organizations you were part of, the colleges you were part of, the programs you were part of, because there's a chance, there's a good chance that they're probably hosting some kind of alumni event that you can be a part of and maybe get to know current students or get to see old friends. That's kind of the theme of a lot of these events, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something, you know, with the Alumni Association, we do have some specific events for 50-year reunions. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But we just sent out a mass postcard. Hopefully it's hit your home by now if you're listening. Um, But we know that there is something 
something for everybody during homecoming week. And we just want to know that people were here. So whether they're at an alumni association sponsored event or a student group event, Mm -hmm. we want everyone to hashtag their photos online with hashtag homecoming Mm -hmm. or LaTeX homecoming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, LaTeX homecoming. We want everyone to hashtag their photos, hashtag LaTeX homecoming, just to see how many people come back home and whether you have your own tailgate plans with your friends or you're going to your sorority or fraternity or student organization tailgate. We want to know that everybody was here. Yeah. And speaking of sort of hashtags and like the theme of homecoming and like the branding, let's talk for just a second about love the legacy, which is like, it's a new phrase that kind of got tied to homecoming this year. And it's kind of going to be like the key phrase going forward because it kind of ties in the fact that homecoming is about returning to the university that kind of made, made the legacy and like continues to make a legacy for itself, but also that you're happy to carry as an alum. So Mm -hmm. what does love the legacy mean to you? Yeah, well, I mean, that was a phrase, Gavin, that we love that your office helped us come up with and that we could do that together. But love the legacy is something that is really timeless. And that was kind Mm -hmm. of the goal of it. It's that it's It's relevant to the university experience as a whole, but also to each alum as an individual, right? So people are in different things, where you're an athlete, sorority, SGA, union board, a million different student organizations. Everyone has their own legacy that they left behind at Tech. And so it's loving the legacy that you left behind, but also loving the legacy of Louisiana Tech as a whole. And I especially love that we're able to kick it off this year with the legacy that Dr. Geis has left behind. This will be his last homecoming as president with him stepping into retirement and he has left behind such a huge legacy and so that's also an extra special little bit on top that Mm -hmm. i love that we're able to kick off this year yeah and dr guys is going to be making an appearance we'll get to that that you know maybe some of the alums coming back for homecoming will be able to um say some final final farewells but we'll get to that um rolling into again we're on thursday of homecoming week um this is a unique one i think that this is the first time this has happened there's a celebration of study abroad and that's actually taking place at utility brewing company in, yeah. in Ruston in downtown Ruston. And that uh, is an encouragement for anyone who was a tech student and participated in the study abroad program. This is their chance to get back together and sort of, catch up and relive kind such of some memories cool from their opportunity. trips. Yeah. I had a lot of friends that did the study abroad program. They all had such great memories. They made friends that they probably wouldn't have otherwise. I didn't get to participate in it, but I wish that I had. And that's just such a cool opportunity. So hopefully if you were a study abroad student, you'll be able to make it by utility on Thursday. Yeah. And that's also neat to think of the fact that different programs have different study abroad yeah. you know, opportunities. And so you got students going to Berlin or Paris or wherever Italy and mm-hmm. so Spain. yeah so to get back together with people that maybe you studied abroad with but also get some unique experiences from students that maybe you went to school with but were in a different study abroad yeah, program absolutely it just seems like a unique opportunity uh, more sports of course uh, the women's volleyball team is going to take on Jacksonville State that's on Thursday uh, and their game starts at six that's going to be in the Thomas Assembly Center the good old tack um, and now we're into Friday I think sort of homecoming week is good about steadily kind of ramping up over the course of the week. Um, Friday, there is an alumni awards luncheon. That's kind of one we can talk a little bit about. So let's talk about that. 
Absolutely. So the Distinguished Alumni Awards Luncheon is really one of our marquee events of the entire year for the Alumni Association. And we're so excited to celebrate some of the best and brightest. I mean, we have many best and brightest yeah. alums, but the group from this year is really strong. And it's a lot of local community members, not all of them, but they have just, you can see their impact. So uh, Will Dearman's our young alumnus of the year this year. I mean, he makes a huge impact on the economy and also just Ruston at large. He's the CEO of the, the Chamber of Commerce here yep. in Ruston. He hosts a monthly luncheon with an executive leadership series. He's pouring into the community. Cal McDonald, the founder and CEO yep. of Argent. I mean, goodness, where can you Alumnus not see Argent's year. name yeah. here deal. in Ruston? Yeah. So we have a lot of people that have just made a huge impact. We've got the Distinguished College um, alumni as well. So just a really great group and a cool opportunity to honor people that have given so much to tech and probably wouldn't honestly award themselves. Yeah, They're exactly. all super humble, um, but have just given so much to tech and to this community. Yeah. It's a good problem to have that every year it's so difficult to pick alumni of the Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Um, but you know, you mentioned there's, uh, you have your alumnus of the year and your young alumnus of the year, and there's also one from each college. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and mention those cause it, their name is worth repeating. Um, Captain Lee Kennebrew is the college of liberal arts. Um, Don Metz from engineering and Metz from education and human sciences, Dick Fowler from the college of business and Shannon Boyer from applied natural sciences. Great group this year. It sounds outstanding. like outstanding, all outstanding humans. So, um, being able to celebrate them is, important right and that alumni awards luncheon is to sort of designate that honor upon them and sort of celebrate with uh their uh, sort of fellows their alumni and sort of bring that back in and again it goes back to legacy right absolutely i was just about to say that we love celebrating their legacy and you know one of the things that we get to do at the distinguished alumni awards luncheon is um harley here from university communications mm -hmm. and emerald did a great job of telling their stories so we have a video where we just get to hear about them and their life before tech and after tech and what it's done for them and just getting to hear the impact that they had yeah. left on tech, but also the impact that tech had on them. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's interesting. I've learned something hosting this podcast over the last couple of years. Um, it's interesting when you talk to guests who have, again, a legacy here mm -hmm. and their stories are all different, but there's a real common thread between all of them. And it all really does tie back to tech. And like, they're very independently of each other, very gracious for their time at tech and Absolutely. very high praise for tech and what Louisiana tech has done for them. So I feel like, um, these alumni of the year, are no exception and that their stories are probably going to have a similar theme because it's just kind of the way things work. Absolutely. And right. That's part of the legacy to love here at tech is that yeah. it shapes so many of us. I mean, you and I are both alums here, mm -hmm. Gavin, and obviously this group of distinguished alumni are all alumni of Louisiana Tech, but you grow up here, you shape here. This yeah. is a really formative time in your life. And I think a lot of them would say that there was someone and something at Tech that changed the course of their life. Yeah. And sometimes like in the case of you and I, there's something here that just makes you want to stick around. So cause we're, we're still here, but um, yeah, that's an important event because it's a very distinct honor and because there's only a, a, so many in this batch every year mm -hmm. and you know we get thousands of alumni every year it seems like but you can only honor seven or so every year so it's an important thing um that same day we're still on friday if you didn't happen to catch uh women's volleyball the day before they'll play again on friday in the tack that's at three o'clock again versus jacksonville state um 
The College of Education Human Sciences Dean's Homecoming Reception in Woodard Hall is at 530 on Friday. Again, this goes back to what I said about kind of every college and maybe department on some level having their own event. So it's good to keep an eye out for those. Um, At the same time, the College of Applied Natural Sciences are having their homecoming event in the ROP Center at 530. And then also at 530, the College of Business's Dean's Homecoming Reception is going to be in the College of Business Building. So, again, homecoming kind of hammers home. No pun intended. (laughs) This idea of you're an alum, you've been away for a while, maybe you've come to the last year's homecoming, but this is your chance to get back to Mm -hmm. campus and sort of see things as they are. But it's also kind of neat for current students to be a part of homecoming. And I think at all these events, especially at a college level, if you're coming back as an alum, there's a chance for you to interact with current faculty, staff, and students mm-hmm. that you wouldn't kind of get otherwise. And so it's a really cool opportunity to kind of get in the headspace of where campus is right now and where the student body is right now. Absolutely. I mean, even as a 2019 grad, campus has changed so much. I mean, yeah. sometimes I walk down campus and I'm like, this does not look the same. And so especially for people that have graduated, you know, a long time ago mm-hmm. or maybe even just 10 years ago, Rustin and tech have grown so much since then, just like all of us have grown. And so I think it's kind of cool, too, when you're away and you know that you've grown to come back to a place that shaped you and see how it's grown, too. Yeah. And speaking of campus changing, I mean, where do we start just in the last year? Like if you've been at every homecoming, it's still you're still going to come back and see something new. Absolutely. Just not uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, it will have been about a week or so since the ribbon was cut on Tech Point 2. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing. And that's going to create, you know, corporate partnerships that sort of create jobs for Bulldogs here on campus. Mm-hmm. And that ties right back into alumni leaving a legacy and going on to do great things, but being able to do it kind of here at a home base um, that's kind of connected to campus. And it's the absolutely campus. a full circle moment. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned, too, coming back as maybe you've been in graduate for 10 years or whatever. There's a special group of graduates every year that have been graduates for 50 years Tell us about that. Absolutely. So Friday night, there is a 50-year reunion. So this year will be for the class of 1973. And we welcome them back. And it's a really cool opportunity for them to connect. And this year, we actually did something a little special and a little different. So we sent out a mailer to the class of that. It had adorable pictures from the 1973 yearbook, all kinds of good stuff. Mm -hmm. But whether they're able to attend or not, depending on their health statuses, we had a tear-off at the bottom wanting people to share their story with us and hear about what campus was like in 1973, which is absolutely one of the best parts of that event is just hearing what songs were popular and the curfews on the dorms. I think it was like 10 o'clock and just to hear how much that time shaped them, but also to hear how much fun they had. And that's something we still have fun here on campus, but just hearing about the different things they did is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they also get to come to a breakfast on Saturday morning. We call that the Golden Society breakfast. So Golden Bulldogs or Golden Mm -hmm. Society is graduates of 50 or more years ago. So the class of 1973 gets inducted into that Golden Society. And those are just, you know, some people that have been around, have been legacies for a really long time. And we get to get them all together and learn so much from them. And usually we have a couple of SAT student advancement team members help us with those events. And they love connecting with people that were here so long before them. 
Yeah. And you and I only have 45, 46 years yeah, more until we're able to be a part of that. And we get society. that distinctive gold state uh-huh. teeth. It's in. a cool deal. It's a cool deal. I would, I would love to know if any of those um, Golden Society members from the class of 73 who are coming back, like if it's their first time back in decades, because I'm, I'm sure, again, you go back to campus changing just in the last few mm-hmm. years. I mean, not only have the times changed, but campus is probably unrecognizable, not in a bad way, to a lot of those people. Absolutely. Usually the number one thing that they're commenting on these days is the dorms. So old dorms have been renamed to new things and they're like, wow, that was mold infested when I was here or things like that. Yeah. And I know that it's a continual process to improve housing here. I will say um, in my efforts, you know, on the Facebook page, the university Facebook page, a lot of times you share something in the class of, you know, whatever. And, yes. you know, they like to pipe up about what the, what campus was like when they mm-hmm. were here. And it's almost like jarring to hear stories of, well, we had to wear this or we couldn't do this, yes. or we, but we could do this and we had fun doing this. And it's like, that's, it's like a completely different era, but it's neat that they still have a chance to come it back. Is and check it is one out. of the things that I always enjoy hearing from those alums is when they talk about um, how they weren't allowed to wear pants. Right. Yeah. So just a very different time, but it's so cool to hear that we're all bonded by the same thing. And just as a note, um, if you're listening and you are on campus, whether it's for homecoming or otherwise, the university archives on the fourth floor of the library have a lot of good history about sort of um, that time, even before then. It's so neat. The archives is such a cool place. Yeah, it's very cool. If you're around, check it out. Um, So now we're on Saturday. You mentioned uh, the breakfast for the Golden Society. There's also another breakfast taking place, and that's breakfast with Champ, which is really fun. Yes, so fun. There's Champ, there's Regal Blues, there's bouncy houses. If you have a kiddo in your life, whether it's your kid, your grandkid, nieces or nephews, or just a friend's kid, I highly recommend you come by. We'll also have some face tattoos, so get a little bit of spirit this year before you head over to the football game. Yep, and it'll be about that time. I guess you you get a nice breakfast and you get hang out with Champ a little bit. Fun for the whole family. And then head on over to the tailgate before the football game. Um, tailgating is going to officially start at 11 a.m. But let's also talk about the parade because there's a homecoming parade. What would homecoming be without a parade? Um, the homecoming parade is supposed to start at 1030 on Saturday. That's right. And you said it was supposed to start near the College of Business parking lot. Yes. So the big parking lot between, it's sort of between the College of Engineering and the College of Business. That's where it'll start. And then it will end at Argent Pavilion. So if you don't have time to go line up and watch the parade, you can catch the very end of it if you're already at your tailgate spot for the game. Yeah. And that's a cool one because there's campus community members that are involved mm-hmm. in the parade. Homecoming court's going to be throwing out stuff, I'm sure, along the route. They usually are. Best dressed people at the tailgate. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so keep an eye out for that and be a part of the parade because it's going to be a good way to kind of kick off. I mean, imagine that kind of full morning. You go to breakfast with champ. You can get, take part in the parade. You go over to the tailgate. And I mean, you're, if it's you're a not, full day. If you're not ready for Bulldog football at that point, I don't know what to tell you. But um at the tailgate, too, I encourage uh, anyone to, you know, seek out your college, seek out your 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 mates, your classmates, because there's going to be something kind of in every corner of the tailgate area near the Joe. Um, also, we alluded to it earlier, but Dr. Geis will be out at the tailgate kind of shaking hands and, and, and connecting with people who are here, have been here. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's been a while since they've been here. Maybe they're current students. It doesn't matter to him. I know he just wants to connect with every bulldog who's ever existed. Yes. But he will be, it will be kind of his final 
homecoming. So mm -hmm. he will be under the Argent Pavilion. So that's, you know, the tailgate with LTAC and the Alumni Association. Mm -hmm. So members get to eat free um, if you're a member of either of the two organizations. But Dr. Geis wants to see everyone. So really, we just encourage people to come by. He'll have a station. You'll be able to see him easily under Argent Pavilion and just come by. And he would love to see everyone. Yeah, that's I mean, Dr. Geis, it's I've talked to him kind of about retirement and and things like that we're gonna he's gonna have a podcast episode too so keep an eye out for that but he gets his energy from talking to students and Absolutely. connecting with alumni and talking to faculty and staff like that's when he's like out in the quad socializing mm -hmm. that's when you can kind of tell he's his happiest so absolutely it's a little bittersweet but i know he's gonna have a good time at the tailgate absolutely and that's one everyone. of the really neat things that i love about dr geis's legacy is it's not too often you see a university president that knows nearly every student he passes correct name and that's something that's so unique about him and he'll actually um one event we haven't mentioned about homecoming i'm backing up a little bit here mm -hmm. is sat again the student advancement team will have a giving competition on campus on Wednesday from 10 to 2 okay. in University Plaza. And in honor of Dr. Geis this year, they're encouraging students to give to the University Excellence Fund. But he's going to be there himself. Mm -hmm. So what what other president do you know that yeah. comes and spends hours of his day just hanging out with students in the plaza? Yeah, it's and um, not just Dr. Geis, but, you know, sort of high level, high profile people on campus like Dr. Wood, our athletics mm -hmm. director. They're going to they're accessible. They're very going to they're going to be out and about and kind of mixing in with everyone else. So absolutely keep an eye out for those people. Keep an eye out for people that you maybe haven't seen in a long time. Make connections old and new. Um, and then the football game. We mentioned it up top, but Louisiana Tech football kind of caps off homecoming week on Saturday, November 11th. That's versus Sam Houston State at 2 p.m. Sounds like a full week to me. I don't know about you, but uh, get if, your if, calendars out. Yeah, if you if you happen to be around for the whole week, um, there's something to do every day, uh, and there's ways to sort of be a part of tech athletics and be a part of the university side and connect with your college. And again, like I said, old classmates, new students, whatever. There's there's lots of connections to be made and lots of fun to be had. So if you're listening and you're not considering being a part of Homecoming Week, you should probably consider it because it's a trip. Yeah, come hang out with us, connect with us. We'd love to see you there. Yeah, and Madison, thank you for joining us again. Like I said, it's kind of it's this is our second year doing this, having you on a talk homecoming. So maybe it's an now annual it's a tradition. tradition at this yeah. Point. So um, I guess same time next year, give or take. See you there. Yeah, we'll talk about homecoming. So thanks, Madison. And again, if you're listening, I hope you're looking forward to homecoming week. So thanks again. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, you can check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.